Welcome to Total Spot Fest. I'm Jamie. That's JJ. And today we have an amazing guest. The original Gothic Gangster. The devil himself. The big bat. Trevor Aon. Oh, what's up? <laughs> the devil himself. That's fantastic. That's by far my favorite. So, Thank <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for joining us. We do appreciate it. Um, Thank you for having me. Uh, yes, most definitely. We've uh, we've we've admired you from the show, so it's good to talk to you a little more intimate now, one on one here. Um, for those of you not familiar, not following up is Journey Pro KC here in Kansas City. Uh, that's where we have uh, seen Trevor. He's uh, scheduled for uh, the upcoming uh, show for. February, and we first February. at uh, Weekend Journeys, I believe. Weekend Journeys, and that's when I got yeah. hooked, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, so hot that day. Jesus, so oh. hot that day. Yeah. Funny story, that is the second hottest Journey Pro show I've ever been to. So there's one that's hotter than that. All right. The month yeah. The show before it was their first show back after the pandemic, right? You know, and it, it worked out. It was right at 78 weeks. So they did it 78 weeks later, right? Yeah. And, um, where it's at, you'll, you, uh, you'll, you'll see it when you're here uh, later this month, of course. But uh, mm -hmm. it's at a uh, coffee shop. It's this real cool industrial area. It's kind of being revitalized. And so, yeah. you know, you probably seen pictures. You see how it looks, you know. There's a glass one there. Yes, yes, it was. Oh, that's right. You were there last time. I forget. Yeah, yes, most definitely. I, I, I love that coffee shop. Yeah, Blip is awesome. Right. So, so you were you've been to Blip the day of mm -hmm. seventy eight weeks later. They were they were the day before they replaced all the windows in there, and they had the AC yeah. off for like twenty four hours. And the, oh, those old like you know brick buildings down there. You, uh -huh. you, you so they had yeah. it on a couple hours before, but there's no way in hell it's gonna <laughs> cool down. And it was easily 120 degrees inside there with like no wind movement. Yeah, yeah, they were just throwing bottles of water at everybody, and we were just Jamie sweat through three shirts, two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. It was so yeah. So so you were there on a hot day because we were outside in the middle of the day. But at least there was a breeze and shade. <laughs> yeah, and I sweat like crazy too. So I probably would have melted on that and one. You, and you're because you're get up and talk a little bit about that here because you have such a unique look. Which Jamie, like I said, first Jamie fell in love at first sight here. He'll explain why momentarily. <laughs> but uh, you know, you you're you're your gimmick and your character lead to not not super hot weather appropriate clothing. Let's put it that way. Nope. <laughs> I knew what I was getting myself into when I drew all that stuff up. Was, okay, well, I did it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those not familiar, make him a little mention of this because you're kind of like, I mean, you go by. I know, like, I think for a long time on Twitter, you had like the Gothic Gangster as like your monitor. It's kind of like this uh, kind of vampiric, you know, evil. Uh, like, speak a little bit about how you came up with that and like what your what your what your you know your your kind of your shoot for is for that. So hilariously, I didn't come up with the original Gothic Gangster. My homeboy Khalil did, and we were we were at a Ring of Honor show, and me me and another guy we were just we just helped we picked him up. We picked up some guys from the airport and dropped them off at the show or whatever. We were gonna help. We were just there to hang out, help out or whatever. Then sure. we could get on, and I was wearing a suit. I was wearing a black suit. And we took a picture, and Khalil captioned it, it's me and this guy and the original Gothic Gangster. And I was like, what'd you just say? What? What is that? Huh, wait a minute. <laughs> I kind of like that. And then um, Kenny King saw it and was like, you know what? That is a really good idea. You should keep it. And I'm like, you know what? Y'all might be on to something. Mean... I'm going to hold on to that nickname. Now, here's where... Here's what the nickname, like, where, where he decided to call me that. So, a lot of, I know there's a lot of, like, dark characters in wrestling or whatever, and a lot of people. Sure. It's, that's probably their character. For me, it's not. I'm not, like, <laughs> this is this is normal for me. A lot of the stuff you see me use as entrance gear is stuff I wear to the goth club. Uh, I'm super, super heavily involved in the goth club. In the, in the goth scene in general. Like, a lot of my favorite bands are 
friends now. Uh, I used to go out a lot more before there was a goddamn pandemic. But, right. <laughs> but, uh, so a lot of the times, like the same concerts and stuff that people will be at, like I'll be there. Cool. And I did not know that there were so many wrestling fans in the God team, but apparently God's like wrestling. Uh, Jason from God Module is a big wrestling fan. Uh, my friend Ken from this band Amaranth is a big wrestling fan. And like they, a lot of times my friends will like, hey, do you need an entrance song? Or do you need this? <laughs> do you need this? Yes. Please. So like I tell people all the time, like everything you see on me, isn't just like, oh, this is a wrestling thing. No, this is a real me thing. I just brought it to wrestling. Right. Well, those are the It makes my job easier. Those are always the best gimmicks. I mean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so funny because originally I was just kind of, you know, just generic wrestler at first. Right. And then I, I played up like my artistic side a little more for how I was before. And that evolved into this. Okay. But this was always the plan. Like from cool. day one. From I and I start I got in business in like 2011, 2010, but I always had an idea of where I wanted to go. I just didn't know how to get there. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. The road and it is took long some and years. winding. Yeah, yeah. I tried a whole bunch of different stuff. I tried a bunch of different kind of gear, and ultimately arrived to like where I am now. Was 2022? So probably like five years ago, I kind of okay. got into the mold. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and and to call out what you said, like love at first sight, I feel like that's a bit much. But if I were to create a wrestler, like I want somebody who is a bruiser who can be technical, uh, and I am a horror movie nerd. Like I just love scary shit, and it's just like, here's Trevor. I was like, that that's my guy. <laughs> like, like create a character, and you know, SmackDown back in the day. That's you right there, man. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Know, if, it's if like you perfect. Were a lion tamer, he would follow you around the nation. I mean, yes. I mean, don't, uh, don't count, don't count it out. <laughs> My favorite move of all time. And like, we talked to uh, JDX a while back. He does the Chicago crab, which is a version of, of the, yeah. uh, lion tamer. So, yeah. So I, I feel you guys. Yeah. If you could do one, then like, I, I 100% pledge my allegiance to you, sir. I have, I do. It's it's funny too that like I have so many moves that I forget that I do certain stuff, and I go back and watch old matches like, oh, I do that. Oh, I do that. <laughs> why did I stop doing that? Or all the time, I'm like, why did I stop doing that? Huh? That looks really good. What am I doing? <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Well, you been, like you said you've been you've been wrestling for a while now, almost like a decade, give or take. Yeah, like that, yeah. You know? This is my eleventh year now of wow. uh, being active. Yeah, I mean, I'm not damn. You know, so I mean, you know, with a bunch of character changes, I assume that you, you your move set kind of melded into your different characters. Yeah, right? it's it's so. changed a lot. Almost nothing I used to do, I do anymore. So every once in a while, I'll go back and watch a match from like 2014, and I'm just like, man, that's a cool move. Why I stop doing that? <laughs> I think when you try to do it, like, ooh, I remember why I didn't do that. Uh huh. Usually, <laughs> yeah. Like I'll do, I'll go to training, and I'm just like, hey, I'm gonna try this move, and then I'm like, oh, that's why I stopped doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so what what is your current finisher? As much as I hate the term finisher in wrestling, I don't think anybody should win off of one move. Um, yeah. What is like that go to? Is it? I, I assume like I'm just I have assumption like a crucifix bomb or, or something of that nature. So my actual official finishing move is the Scarmaker elbow. It's um, I put the guy on his knees, I come out of a corner, I jump, kind of in an arc and elbow him in the face. Um, That's what awesome. happened was I'm a big Masato Tanaka fan, like a huge Masato Tanaka fan. <laughs> and I wanted a move between him and Shinsuke, because I'm a big Shinsuke Nakamura fan. Right. Shinsuke had a knee, Masato has an elbow. And I was like, I want a move like that, where I just get to like knock the hell out of somebody. Yeah. And I didn't want to take one of their moves, because they're both still wrestling actively. And I like, I was headed for Japan at that point. So I'm like, let me come up with something that's not one of their moves, but is kind of in the same vein. And just from trying different stuff at training, I tried a bunch of different kicks, knees, 
elbows, punches. I finally, one day, I was in a match, and I hit that elbow. Like, I, I used to slide into it on one knee, uh-huh. but I was destroying my gear doing that, so I started jumping. <laughs> so, uh, Gear's expensive. I, yeah, I, I destroyed, like, three pairs of pants uh, doing that elbow at first. Yeah. I had like the lady that was making my gear at the time. She had to specifically like formulate the knees on my gear to protect it from the way I slid around. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been. I think I started doing that move in like 2015. Because before that, it was a DGT. And then before that, I don't know. I don't remember having a visual back then. So it's like a generic dude who just did pinning combinations. Uh, power like schoolboy or something, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like oh the the old school like ultimate pen and shit like that yeah <laughs> nice the perfect plex uh huh yeah, nice oh, I should start doing that again die see see I mean, <laughs> more moves we can we can pull moves out all day it looks cool but yeah it does it just looks scary on the neck that's all <laughs> oh god yeah so, so okay so you may mention about you know you're on path of going to Japan there and did you did you did you spend did you go to Japan did you spend much time there? I did in October of uh, 2019 I was over there for uh the Great Moves company Russell one okay and um for, covid kind of fucked up uh, the return trip say for a short time um yeah I was not I wow. didn't want to come back um I promise you if I wasn't married I wouldn't have came back like you're you're not the first wrestler I've heard that said that. You know, I've heard maybe, even even Adam Cole recently has said that if he didn't have like a girlfriend and all the commitments and stuff that he would be living listen, he would stay in Japan. My wife and my cat were the only things that brought me. <laughs> if if she wasn't here, if I was single, I'd still be in Japan. We would be I would be in Japan having this conversation with you right now. Maybe I should just move to Japan, Jamie. We can do this long distance. We can figure it out. I mean, I love Japanese wrestling. Like I, like I'm wearing a, a freaking Japanese shirt right now. Of, you know, of uh, Kenny Omega. But yeah, no, I love Japanese. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. like it's like all it's like the Mega Man start screen where it's got all. That's yeah, awesome. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big giant Mega Man fan. So oh, nice, yeah. nice. Big Mega Man fan. I'm Mega playing Man's through Mega Man X4 right now. Oh, you are okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I love love Mega Man. Mega Man Two was always my. I don't know why, but Mega Man Two is my favorite. You know, they they always seem to Capcom gets into a thing about the second game in the series, yeah. And because Mega Man X two is like the most perfect Mega Man X game ever, it's yeah, so good. I, and then I play, I tried to play three after, and I was like, uh, I don't know about this. Three's kind of, I know, three feels unnecessary. If that makes sense, it's kind of like you know Mega Man three, like the original Mega Man three. It felt like it, I already played this game. It was two. Yeah, it was like, why did you make this? Yeah, yeah. And four gets a little better, and then they kind of come back around and give you some more good stuff because they re- by that time they're reinventing it. And X mm-hmm. came out, and it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. That X two, like, wow. And then like, they they did the same thing with X two and three. Like three, you're like, what? But two <laughs> is perfect. And then yeah. four, yeah. four like upgraded everything. Nice. I probably See, like, to your Capcom Capcom point, I, I'm a big Resident Evil guy. Yeah, you know, and that's Capcom. Resident Evil Two is probably one of the best games that's ever been made. Phenomenal. It's in my top five. Yep, same. Ah, it's a beautiful two, game. Two and two and four. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would play like I still play through four right now. Like I'm playing through it again right now. It takes me forever to play games now, but. I'm still playing right now. Right. <laughs> so speaking of that, like you're a busy man, sir. Like just looking through your resume of 2021, like you you did dark. You, of course, you were Journey Pro a couple times, and you know I know I see your mainstay of Pro South Wrestling, and like you are all over the place. Now, are you looking? What What are your goals and aspirations for 2022 when it comes to wrestling? My main my main goal is to get my ass back to Japan. That's my that's my main thing. I wanna and I don't necessarily care which company it's for. I don't care if it's Noah, I don't care if it's New Japan, I don't care if it's all Japan, but ideally I want to regularly be wrestling in Japan. Okay. I know I can't stay over there all, all the time, but on a regular basis, I want that to be a regular thing. I 
I really want to do AEW a few more times, particularly for the goths that like wrestling because they all love AEW, <laughs> and I really want to do it for them more than I do for myself. Oh. And uh, like I, I, I have not wrestled on NXT yet. I've been there a bunch of times, but every time I'm there, I never get to wrestle. So I would love to do that at least once. Um, I'm not like a huge contract guy, so I, that's not really necessarily something I look for. Especially, I'm 35 and five foot eleven. Yeah, the chances <laughs> of slim contract thing. Right, Vince might put you in a match, but he's not giving you a piece of paper. So. Yeah, like I'm not expecting anybody to come and give me a contract. I. If they did, it would. I would definitely make it worth it. But I'm not expecting that. Okay. But I really, 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 I got into wrestling because I wanted to. I wanted an excuse to travel, but I also wanted to work. I didn't want to like, oh, I should just go see this place because I want to see it. I wanted to have a reason to be there. Right. And I got lucky and got to go to Japan, China, and Korea. And I really, really, really want to go to England. Haven't been there. Every time I'm about to like kind of make something happen, awesome. it doesn't work out because uh, of whatever reason. Right in England, I really do. COVID screwed it up for me the first time. Well, true. Like right when I was coming back from Japan, like I was talking to a guy and I was trying to work some stuff out, and then COVID decided to ruin that. <laughs> so, uh, but England, England, <laughs> Mexico, and Germany, big, 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 big deals on my list. Ooh, you can go to Mexico. I mean, no, they love no. character work I, like this. I think about that all the time. I'm like, man, you imagine if I walked out in all this in the rain of Mexico, man. Oh, I could see you like in Monterey coming into the big thing and just, you know, they just go to ape shit, you know? Oh. Yeah. So it's always been this. Yeah. My main, like my main goal is to just, to just wrestle everywhere against a lot of different people. I want to see other parts of the world. I want to see other okay. countries and I've done a little of that, but as far as I'm concerned, that little don't count. I want some more. Right. Well, you say you know, you say thirty five. You got you still got plenty of of years yes. there. Before. I got a good fifteen years in me. Yeah, you're and probably more than that. I say fifteen because I'm being generous, but realistically speaking, I'll probably be like Muda. You'll probably be stuck with me. <laughs> It'll be like Ricky Martin up there. Like he still wrestles. Good God, Trevor's still <laughs> out there. Look at that. And that's why I'm awesome. like, now I'm gonna pull off this Canadian destroyer. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Dustin Rhodes, right? So, yeah. So, where are you? Are, are you? Where are you training now? I know I talked to JDX. He was in Chicago. He came down. Now he's a part of the Nightmare Factory doing that thing. So, where are you training at these days? So, I train at a place called the Underground. Um, that's my trainer, Micah Taylor. That's his school, and it closed down for a while. So for a while, I didn't have a school to train at, and he was just doing personal training. He was training wrestlers. Okay. So during that time, I was training with Robert Gibson, which changed a lot of how I think about wrestling after that. Because if you and if you ever like, if you're a wrestler and you train with Robert Gibson, it will it your all your wheels start turning because right. that dude knows some crazy shit. He's been around for a long time. He and the scariest part about it is he really knows how to like twist people in the fucking pretzels. So now, um, Robert's school is actually closed at the moment. And Micah reopened his school. We got like a building that I think is. I think we're gonna start running shows out of there. Oh, okay. But it's uh yeah. So I've been I've been training there. A lot of uh a lot of the Nightmare Factory guys come down and train with us sometimes. Um, and uh yeah, that's what I've been doing. I was gonna go to the Nightmare Factory when I moved back to Atlanta, but a whole lot of shit changed before I was able to like. Weasel my way in there. I can't right. weasel my way in there. Now. Hey, <laughs> I, like, oh, I was going to when I lived in New York. I was going to Creative Pro. Okay, fun. that was yeah. yeah, yeah. You 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 lived in New York before you moved to Atlanta. Um, so I actually grew up in Atlanta. You, okay, that's why I'm thinking you're from Atlanta, but you, you yeah. in your travels before you most recently have come back, you were in New York. I know before mm-hmm. you hopped on, Jamie, we were kind of talking about that before you were recording here. Yeah. So you're up in uh, Long Island and then doing shows up in the Northeast and East, East Coast. Um, now, of course, Atlanta, you're here, been a Journey Pro, well-traveled, right? Are there yeah. – 
we know there's differences in feel and vibe between the different, I don't want to call them territories, but, you know, regions of the yeah. country. It's territories. It's the same thing. They're, they're, they're basically territories. It's basically yeah. the same thing, but different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, is there, is there a region or vibe that, you know, what do you, what do you notice when you do that? When you're doing like a show in Jersey versus a show in Atlanta versus us here in Kansas City, you know, like, like. Hmm. Um, like. It's so weird because people before I went to the Northeast, people were like, "Oh, you gotta like, you gotta wrestle like this, like that." If you're in the Northeast, and I'm like, "Do I? Right. I feel like if I do what I do down here, good, it's gonna work the same." So a lot of right. the wrestling that works in the South that people think that oh that only works in the South, that's not true because Darius Carter is a Northeast guy, but he definitely wrestles like an old school Southern heel, uh-huh. and it's amazing everywhere he goes. And I don't think he's I don't think he's ever wrestled down south. All of his everything he does is northeast. Okay. Um there are some shows where things are different, where you have to kind of do things different. We used to not have the one thing about the South it's it's changed now, but we used to not have like a super indie style kind of show where like a I'm trying to think of a show that's up north that kind of has that that like like we didn't have a CZW type thing down here. Right. Okay. And every time we had one, we didn't have it for long. Like, it was like we're starting up, and after two shows, like ah, that's it. Bye. And then it's gone. You'd have it for like six months, and then it's gone. Whereas Northeast has like CZW, and like we didn't, we don't really have like a, we don't have like a big death match thing down here. Right. Which I always thought was weird. GCW yes. is based out of Jersey, you know. Yeah. I think they're coming here this year. Finally, I, th- I think I saw that they're coming. I th- I want to say March. Honestly, I think yeah. they're coming to Atlanta for their weekend. Now, I've never been to one of their shows, so I'm probably going to go just because I've never been. We one. We went to one all. We went to all out weekend <laughs> up in uh, Chicago this past year, and we went to. Yeah. Uh, uh, we didn't go to the war games. We went to the night before when we rolled into town to DCW's yeah. uh, Three Cup Stuffed Show. Loved yeah. it. It was great because, you know, on the outside you look at it and you think, you know, deathmatch shit, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but sure. there's more to it than that. Yeah, it's yeah. They have yeah. they have lucha. They have they have all types of wrestling. It was so good, and the crowd there was so eclectic. Yeah. I fucking loved it. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> it was and I know, like, I know a lot of their guys. Like, I know, like, I know Effie. I know AJ Gray. Yeah, I've been on like I've been on shows with like a lot of those guys. I just for GCW's never around when I'm around, so I just mm. had the opportunity to just go to the show when it was close by. Right, and uh, two year, two years in me would just fly myself to wherever they are. Ten years in married me is like, hey, you should probably like <laughs> be a little smarter <laughs> about doing things like that. <laughs> but like, I'm I'm a big uh, Brian Danielson said in some interview recently where he's like, if you show somebody like excellent professional wrestling, they'll love it. Like. Excellent professional wrestling will always look good to anybody, yeah. no matter what. I 100% believe that. And between the Northeast and the Southeast and the Midwest, like if you show people, if people, if you show people great wrestling, like they're gonna eat it up regardless. And I've noticed that, like, I get the same kind of reactions like everywhere I go. Like, there's not a, there hasn't been really a place where I went where they were like, they didn't react to me. At all, right? Like, like what is? Sometimes this, I get reactions thing? I'm not expecting. Like, I Journey Pro shocked the hell out of me because I was like, "When did people start liking me? What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy, I was like, yelling, like, like, "Oh my god!" god. <laughs> yeah, I came out. I'm like, "These people don't know who I am." Oh god! And then I came out. I was like, "Oh damn!" Wait, y'all, y'all were waiting to see me? Okay, well, uh, yeah, thanks. Well, we 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 we're we're close with the uh, with the guys who run Journey Pro. Full disclosure. Uh, so, mm-hmm. like before shows, we usually have a, one of them interview on. Like we have one set up before the next show. Actually, Chris is going to be joining us for before the next show. Oh, cool! And we like we like to you know he's coming on. We want to do the pleasure, so we do research and see who's coming up and. Mm-hmm. People we like, we're like, we're gonna watch some of their matches because that's a good looking character. I, you know, yeah. yeah. So that's a, yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, I mean, it, it's it's kind of like, you know, we back, back, back in the day, Kansas City, Harley Race, that whole thing, right? 
And then yeah. lately, you know, Midwest has pretty much been Chicago and, you know, fuck everybody else, you know, kind of thing. So I think it's good. Yeah. St. Louis is, is good. Kansas City's kind of, you know, getting back up there with more indie promotions. Omaha's got yeah. some good stuff. Iowa's killing it right now. So I'm glad to hear that. Cool. It actually makes me feel like I should probably spend more time in the Midwest. <laughs> There's a shitload uh, in Chicago. And, you know, St. Louis I, actually has got and, quite a bit, too. I haven't been to Chicago yet, and that's one of that's one of the places on my list. Really? And because I've covered half the United States, I was gonna say it's like you've been every. How can wow? Whole East Coast, Texas, Louisiana. Just for some reason, California, Seattle, Chicago, and Ohio are all like escaping me. I don't huh. know what the story is with them, that's, but uh. I I specifically want to go to Seattle because uh, my friend from uh, God Module, this band that I listen to, he lives there and he just wants to see me wrestle live. And I'm just like, I wish somebody would book me in Seattle so I could go. <laughs> it's like, it's like giving him a little nudge, like, hey, you should, you should know some people, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the South and big indies, I really feel like. You, there was the beginning of one, um, and that was Terminus. Like that very first show of Terminus mm-hmm. was amazing. As loaded, fucking loaded. I, I was loaded. gonna go, but the weather would, would screwed up my travel, and I didn't get back to Atlanta until late. I was coming back from Wrestle's Lab in New Jersey, and uh, Ooh. our flight got delayed like five times. Oh man, <laughs> it was supposed to leave at six. And then six turned into ten, and then ten turned into twelve, and twelve turned into two. Oh, (laughs) because there was a snowstorm or whatever happening in Georgia. Yeah, it was the craziest thing too because I was on the plane and I couldn't see out the windows. Like I had the window up and it was just white; couldn't see anything. I was like, "How do you fly in this?" I one (laughs) hundred percent respect. I airplane pilots because that was crazy like i couldn't see a damn thing That's just, yeah i'm just like man if something reaches out of these clouds and grabs us <laughs> there's something on the wing right, right. <laughs> 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 there's a gremlin <laughs> yeah. so so terminus in town I mean, hopefully, hopefully you can get in on that one because that's a great spot. Jonathan Gresham, I think, is doing some great things there. Uh, it looked amazing, um, and and hopefully you can get on that because that's that's the big indie that everybody wants in their territory, you know, or in their in their area. And I feel like that you know, a bindi, big indie, or super indie, whatever you want to call them, you know, I think that's a great one. Um, but I did want to pivot really quick because. You know, in our research of you, we did notice that you had a manager at one point in time, and uh, it seems like that manager is full time with you nowadays. Uh, is there any any thought of the wife coming out to Kansas City when you face uh, Mr. Jeremy Wyatt? So here's what's hilarious about that: uh, I have, I technically have three managers. I have nice. three managers technically. Uh, so I'm in a group called the Left Hand Path. Okay. Obviously named after me being hardcore satanic. Uh, so the the leader of the group, everybody thinks I'm the leader of the group. I'm not the leader of the group. I'm just the one you see the most. They're, the leader is a person named Matthias Darkthorn, but they don't travel as much. Because oh, okay. they have parents to take care of and stuff, so they can't really right. leave as often. And then, so all of my entrance gear... All of my like leather stuff is made by um, a, technically a company called Beautiful Madness. But my other manager, Tyler Farrow, who I never get to work with anymore because the company we were working with each other at shut down. Okay. But his wife makes all my leather stuff. Oh, okay. And then my jacket. So my I have a I have two right now. It'll probably be four by the time this year's over. That's not spending so much money. But <laughs> so I have two. I have two leather jackets. One's a long vest that used to be a coat, but it's sliced off the sleeves and covered it in spikes. Oh. And then that black and gold jacket I was wearing at the last journey pro. I remember that. Uh, a company from England made those for me. Oh. And then Tal Farrell's wife makes all my leather stuff. So my my hat. Uh, she made that coffin horns, backpack you had. The the backpack I have. Yeah, she was- made all that. 
That's why I knew you were. That's in- why I knew you were legit. Walking out and he has this. I was like, no, that is incredible. It's like, it's like he, he's not he's not gimmicky. That's him. He's, no. he, yeah. <laughs> the hilarious thing about me in that bag, because uh, Simon Grimm said it at the show in Florida last month. He was like, so you just got that bag because you want it. Because no one sees that bag but us. Like, the fans don't see that bag. <laughs> like, you know, if I, like, you see it on Instagram if I take a picture. But realistically speaking, you never see it. I just got that. Like, <laughs> you like it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, of course, I have my wife. Who okay. she? My wife has her has a whole slew of things she does. She's a streamer. She's a published author. She has like a full time job. She's working on a new book right now. So she's really really busy. So she can't always be with me. So, um, I try to like you. I try to have her with me for special moments or big occasions. Like I, I think the last time she walked me to the ring was a. Uh, uh, July when I uh, faced okay. Trish for the Pan Africa title at Battle Club in Brooklyn. I think that was in Brooklyn. I think can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was Brooklyn. Was Brooklyn? But yeah, I try to like I try to have her block off time for special occasions like that, okay. just for the the optics. So uh, hopefully one of these one of these days she'll uh, That'd be cool. She'll have time to come and do Journey Pro with me too. It's always a fun. It's always a fun, uh, a fun time. She, because uh, people are no one's ever expecting that. Because <laughs> you, you're not like you don't. You never see her. She's not like a. She, I mean, she kind of is because she's on stream, but you don't get to see her like that. When right, she's walking yeah. the screen. Yeah, it's cool. She's over there looking at me right now. Yeah, we talk. <laughs> we talking about you. Talking, we're talking good. <laughs> Um, yes, you hit the jackpot, sir, because she's like busy as hell. The, 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 I, I back way, way out, way, way out, kick my coverage. So, Jamie, don't worry about it. Don't yeah, know how I did that. I did, I did too. I don't know how I did either. Lucky, I guess. It's a charming personality, sir. <laughs> I, yeah. No, no, no I'm funny though. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No, good. As you say, um, all right, so let's let's go ahead and talk about Journey Pro. You're gonna be at uh, the uh, love or uh, love down under, down under or de- uh, below, love, love below, love below, the, the love, love below. below. Like, like I think it was as above, so below. That's kind of where I got it from. Like, okay, so so you're facing off against Jeremy Wyatt, and now. Jeremy Wyatt and I have a little bit of a history, and I, I just want to let you know. Uh-oh. He says a little bit. It's, uh, he's undershooting it there a smidge. Just a lot. It's, it's, it's been about four years. Um, but anyway, so if you've been to a Jeremy Pro show, I know you've heard this per, uh, uh, somebody yelling Lion Tamer really loud. That's me. And I yell at Jeremy Wyatt because he never does one. And it's this big thing. He, I, I basically, I want him to either do one or tell me to fuck off in my face. Like, it's, just, it's, it's how it goes. And then as soon as I get any kind of reaction out of him, it just gets cranked to 11. Like, oh, no. Like, you recognize me. It's over now. Like, it's just, like, I keep going. So, how... I want to ask this question with you and and Jeremy. So you this is you, this is your first time facing him, and what do you know of Jeremy? Um, my first time becoming aware of him is that he got into it with the guy who runs GCW on Twitter, That's, and yep. mm-hmm. I was like, I respect the fuck out of that guy for talking his shit and not caring. He was like, Look, I don't fuck, and I was just like. Whoa, that's kind of like it's kind of like me. God damn! All right, I like that. And then I started watching his matches just because of that. I was just like, okay, okay I gotta watch his matches because that's pretty cool. And uh, he's a he's a fantastic wrestler. He did the the Scenic City Invitational in like Tennessee, down here in the South. That's a big that's a big like tournament thing for the yeah. Southeast. And um, I was really excited that they had him on there. Just because I don't think he, I don't know if he's ever wrestled down here, so I don't think these people have been exposed to him like that. Because I didn't know who he was until that that little GCW spat, and I came up on that by accident. Like that was a, right. I was just on Twitter at the right time, and the right person retweeted it, and I saw it. So uh, I do know that he, I don't think he's ever been beaten at Training Pro before. Now that I think about it. <laughs> 
Which, no. No. Not yeah. not tech, not a Journey Pro technically. Yeah, um, yeah. That's why I was like, oh god. All right, well here we go. He doesn't have his. <laughs> he, he so Journey. This is and your 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 guys' match is part of the tournament, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, he he is currently the champion. Jeremy is of uh, Dynamic Wrestling Federation, which is a, a, a brand new uh, promotion here in Kansas City. It opened mm-hmm. up. A, I think they, we went to their last show. It was their third show? So they've been just just new. Yeah. He's, he was the inaugural <laughs> champion for them. He was the champion for St. Louis Anarchy, one of the St. Louis promotions uh, that's got a good relationship with Journey Pro. Um, <clears throat> so he was the gatekeeper. The, yeah, he lost yeah. the he lost at Anarchy's show to Gary J. He lost the, the belt, but um, he has not lost officially in uh, Journey Pro. So hey, no. now's as good a time as any. Until February eighteenth. Yeah. Until February eighteenth, you gotta <laughs> beat him. You gotta it's, beat him. It's fantastic. Like this goes like this goes deep. I gotta tell you, Trevor, because. It all started when we went to our very first NWL show. So pre-Journey Pro, you know, the promotion mm-hmm. that was before Journey Pro, which became, you know, mostly, you know, migrated into Journey Pro. We go to this and one of the guys is in the main event. He comes out for a promo before that, of course. And he's good, just, you know, kind of fit looking, you know, normal, you know, build sort of yeah. guy with big lions on his trunks. Because of the yeah. monarch. And Jamie's like, he has to do a lion tamer. <laughs> it was that alone that started this goddamn thing. <laughs> and here we are four years later. And he got he got he got close to him a couple times. He got at the <laughs> at the show they did after the show where you were at, the uh the, the one we were at outside the first show, the mm-hmm. next show we were at, mm-hmm. we were at uh, uh, a softball the field. It was kind of, it was a real cool atmosphere, right? Yeah, but, it was. In the middle of it, he got him to turn around and stop the match. He goes, "Would you shut up about the damn lion tamer?" <laughs> and Jimmy just just like patted me on the arm. Was like, I "Got him! I got him!" <laughs> it's like I got. I'm moving right through his head right now. Let's go. Yeah. But you know, I have to, but now I have to put him in one. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And JDX started to put him in one at Die Hard uh, 2 is also a Christmas movie. And like is the greatest Christmas present. But now I'm looking for a Valentine's present. So yeah, Yeah. very low bar to clear there to get over that. No no offense, JDX. We love you. But (laughs) yes, we would love to see you tap him out to a Lion Tamer personally. It's a royal we. And I haven't used it since like 2014. So but regardless lion tamer or no jamie jamie is all lion tamer i'm whatever you know you're uh, a spanish fly guy if you can do a spanish fly I like, he's I like your flippy guy spinny shit so any flippy spanish shit you do i'll like you know but i'm i'm more versatile uh, you know jamie's uh, jamie prefers his lion tamer that's his like <laughs> what's your favorite japanese, japanese strong style, style and spinny shit in there just because yeah I don't have a lot of it, but I have some. <laughs> you, you really can't do a whole lot of blip, though. <laughs> this is no, I don't think anybody could do a Spanish fly unless there was we had we had a little a little person match because there's just not the headspace. Oh, there. oh yeah, I forgot about the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, you might want. You've got you've got you've got like a two foot clearing. I remember. <laughs> KLD and Kenny Alfonso, they had like the little, they tried to do a, a and almost brought down the entire light fixture. It was fantastic. Yeah. I do not want to, I don't want to do that to them. <laughs> so nice. just, you know, be safe. You know, we don't, don't be going yeah. to the rafters. Um, all right. So, yeah, so we will definitely be seeing you at uh, Journey Pro, like we said, on the 18th of February. Yes. Um, and hopefully the month after, you know, to go on in the next step of the tournament and yeah. so forth. Yeah. See where it goes. Um, and then I'm just looking over here. Um, and besides that, what else do you have upcoming show wise that any listeners cool. out there, if they're not in Kansas City, might be able to. Um, I have. I'm going to. In Georgia, this. Saturday for a company called IWN. I don't know how new that company is. I think they're pretty new, but I'm wrestling Landon Hale. Uh, they just had they just did a big big uh, Southeast first 
show at Action Wrestling here. And okay. um, he had a he had a big standout match there. So uh, that'll be a that'll be a fun match. He's super flippy. So uh, I'm gonna have to throw him across the ring like 450 <laughs> use, times. Use use that elbow we're talking you, you were talking about, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, it only takes one usually. So uh, as long as he don't flip out the way, I should be okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. And then I have I have one that's a surprise that I can't talk about yet. Oh, surprise! Ooh. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I can't even say what it is because if I say what it is, it'll give it away. But it's in February, and um, no one's expecting it, and it's going to be pretty wild. I'm actually very really excited. Well, this yeah, have- this interview comes out like if you're listening to this, it is uh, the eighth of February, mm-hmm. so it has not happened yet. Follow Trevor on social media, I guess, to yeah. figure out. <laughs> yeah, cool. every I'm um, I'm pretty sure people are gonna be like, "What?" I'm super excited. Okay. Yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm excited. I'm really excited about that. So we we make plans at LLC. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. And, and then, then 18th, um, 18th era here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then what else? What else is there? What else is going on this month that I can talk about? Oh God, I can't talk about any of this. Jesus. Okay, All right, so, so everything so, else is a secret. So lots, lots of things, <laughs> but nothing that can be said. Which is there's I, things I, happening, I, but I can't I, say I, I anything. Like that even, I like that even. I almost like that more. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep plugging away at my contacts and sending stuff off because I'm trying to. It, the second I can like leave the country. <laughs> trying to get back to out Japan, the out the door, and then what? hopefully, finally, to England, Germany, and Mexico. So, if you're out there and you know somebody, or you are a contact that you know, I know we have some listeners over in Europe. Hey, if you listen, you in Japan, we have we have a couple listeners there actually in Japan. Just for the record, let's listen to us on, let's on Apple. It, let's get Trevor overseas. Yeah, yeah. And then, right. like, whoever's in England, uh, if you look out for when Whitby Goth Weekend is, you know, it's <laughs> Yeah, so if we can, if we can yeah. really make it work, let's, let's pl- mm-hmm. book around that so we can get, yeah. You, you just book me around, like, festivals where I want to see bands, you, you'll never get rid of me. <laughs> oh, that would that would be the best. Fingers fingers crossed that every time I come to Kansas City, I run into Tech 9 every single time. It's pretty great good. dude. I've met him three times and he's like the coolest guy. Oh, Darian said the same thing. Darian's like, you know, the more you come here, the more likely you might run into him. I'm I like, mean, he's 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 the he is the nicest guy. He will talk yeah, the nicest guy. I met him at SmackDown. So we were at SmackDown at the um now it's called the T Mobile Center, back then it was the Sports Center. And like I had a buddy who, who worked there, so I got through the Founders Club thing. And he just walks in and like my daughter and I are sitting there just waiting. He just walks by, I'm like, oh hey, it's Tech Nine, you know, and he's like, Hey, what's going on? And he actually sat and talked to us for like ten minutes about wrestling and life and how are things and all this stuff. Yeah, you and know he like, was a wrestling fan. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I'm like you, you never know. I and I tell people this all the time because I swear I've been been actively part of the golf community since like what's it 2022 since like 2007 and no one has ever brought up wrestling to me <laughs> and all of a sudden now i'm like wait oh. so all my favorite bands are wrestling fans when did that happen like overnight <laughs> right yeah yeah i'm where. like how come y'all never brought this up before because that's pretty goddamn cool so like it's like people you're a big fan of are fans of you and you're just like, how do you know who I am? Here, yeah, that is cool. That is awesome. You'd be surprised at how much how much came of just me being on AEW for three minutes. Oh, like, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt. I mean, that's... It, I like a lot of. It's so funny, and none of it was wrestling related. It was not. It wasn't wrestling. Oh, really? It was all folks from the goth scene. They were like, "Hey, we want to interview you," and I'm like, "You do? <laughs> you Why interview?" Me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, wait, okay. y'all like wrestling? And they, but then that gives me an excuse to talk about goth music. So it's always see, see there you go. It, that, yeah, it's great. That's why I was circle. like, I had no idea, but okay, no complaints here. <laughs> I like the I like the meeting between the things I love, kind of happening like that. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I kind of like interesting things like, I know, um, you know, off the top of my head, I mean, you know, GCW, it does this, does like the, their emo show, right? Where it's all like, like, it. like emo bands and like, you know, it's, it, it, I enjoy like the mixture of stuff like that because it's like, that's cool. That's, it's different, right? Because like, I wish there were, I wish there were enough goths in wrestling for me to do that, but well, they're, well, they're, I mean, you know, there's, there's like three of us. <laughs> It's me, and like Darby <laughs> Allen, <laughs> Ava Lawless, and that's it. That's it. Every to be to be fair, Sam Sam Grimm knows his goth music. Like he does. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know how much he knows, but he he knows some shit. Because every once in a while, he'll like tweet me like, "Hey, I'm listening to New Order," and I'm like, "You are? <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right." <laughs> One of my oh. favorite people to share a locker room with. Like cool. he's he's fucking he's fucking brilliant all the time. Awesome, Jamie. You have uh, you have a, a little thing prepared for our our guest. I do, I do, I, do, I really do. Um, so we like to play this little game uh, called Feud Faction or Fire. It's, it's an, basically like it's an FMK. Impossible. It's an impossible yeah. game, is what we like to call it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the FMK version of wrestling. So for you, it's Feud Faction or Fire Vampire Edition. Thought that'd be fun for you. Since I know your wife's into vampires and stuff, so I figured you might be as well. No, uh, I hate vampires, but that's okay. We're still gonna do that. <laughs> oh, okay, well I was thinking so this is what I got. So that means you three names, you gotta tell me who you'd feud with, who you'd faction with, and who you'd fire. Like, they're just gone. They don't have existence. They never existed. That vampire's gone. Obviously, I'm not going to Dracula because that's very obvious. So, so we're going to do Blade, Lestat, and Akasha, the woman from Queen of the Dam, just in case you didn't know. Jesus. No, Ashanti. You're going to make me like... So I got like the... So I got like the hot girl... Like the badass black dude, and well, I hate Lestat, so <laughs> so oh, we're just gone. gonna fire Lestat. He, all he's out, he's gone, yeah, he's gone. That's fired because Dracula from Castlevania is cooler than him, but <laughs> Lestat's fired. That's true. Um, so now, so I get so you know what, since Lestat's fired, me and Blade are gonna feud over Akasha. Since Blade doesn't know how to fight demons, he's probably going to get his ass beat. But but maybe in the end, we decide to form a team and we bring the demons and the vampires together. (laughs) There you go. There you go. That's awesome. That would make one of my tag team partners happy. I like it. Nice. Well, since that one didn't go quite as Jamie was hoping, yeah, it's just a, not not so much. <laughs> um, there's another one we like to do as well. So another impossible game. One I like, one I like to play up there is the the desert island game. So you're on a desert island. There may be other people. There may not. I don't know. Put whatever thought you want in your head. But for whatever reason, you're here for the foreseeable future, probably forever, and you get to choose the soundtrack. Now. Your stipulations are as such. You get to choose two albums. One album is played all the damn time. All day, every day, whatever you want. All the time, right? The second album can be played once a year. Period. End of sentence. Jesus. I know. Impossible, right? Yeah. What are your your two albums? This might be the hardest question ever. I know. If you if you're, right, a, so you're a big music fan, like, it's it's tough for it was tough for us. Yeah. Okay. So this this is this is how I cover this. So the Wakes Nine Ways will be the album that always plays like all the time, every day. Okay. Because one, because I never get tired of it, and two, because I've listened to it 150 times and I still haven't picked out all the noises in it. Yep. And then I get to have and then I get to have goth rock around the clock. It's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Now, now this is the hard one because either I get to have like an industrial album or I get to have a hip hop album, and I can't find anything that's like a great combination of the two. No so I'm like, oh, hip hop out there. 
So this is like a decision between like KMFDM and Tech Nine. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Oh God! You know what? You know what? Okay, once a year, once a year, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask to to hear. I'm gonna ask to hear Everready from Tech Nine, so I can okay. be lit for the day. Yeah. That's your and those two, those two albums are different enough that I'll feel like I'm getting as much of my like musical gamut as I can get. You see, and we've gotten that with almost everybody, including ourselves, have has a little bit that little bit of variance. You want to you want to break it up mm-hmm. a little bit, right? The only one that didn't was our buddy Mike, that's one of the guys at the Boozers Breakdowns and Beards podcast. He chose one Metallica album and then another Metallica album. <laughs> okay. like, so I almost did that. I was almost like, you know what? Just play a whole bunch of Susie and the Banshees and leave me alone. But yeah, well, cool. I need the ver- like I like the variants. Yeah, especially if you think about it, even your favorite album all day every day. You got to hear something different sometime, right? Yeah, you got to take a break from it. And I'm and I'm a big like I I I get addicted to especially music. Like if I like a song, I listen to that same song forty times back to back. Oh, so yeah. if it's an album that I like, I could play that album for months. Yep. But still, eventually, you're just like, okay, I got to take a break from this, even if it's only for a week or a couple yeah. days, something. Jamie had a very good one when we did yours. What you talk about your 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 your, your cleanser album? Oh, yeah, so my every day was Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. I feel like that's this nice, mellow. I'm yeah. gonna be on a beach all day, you know, so I'll be kind of chill. And hopefully, there's some well, I things said it was that a deserted I can island. I didn't say burn. it was a deserted tropical island, but well, okay, whatever. Sure. There's probably stuff I could burn, um, <laughs> you know. And then um, my once a year, I wanted something to make me laugh, and it was Steel Panthers Feel the Steel. That's fair. Yeah. Like completely that's a, different that's, that's, that's a good experience I understand. Yeah. <laughs> mine was a bit more kind of like on point you know being you know I was like it was raging as a machine self-titled my favorite album I mean, of all time that's my shit can't fucking go wrong with that that's Hell my yeah. shit I've listened to that thing probably a thousand times I can listen to it that's a thousand times that's a fucking more. fantastic album Mm-hmm. But my once a year thing was kind of like, because I remember growing up, you know, my dad was in the, in the Beatles and kind of got me into Led Zeppelin, which was my first entrance into rock and metal. And then mm-hmm. what I became. So I said Zeppelin 4 would be my once a year. That, that, those are all good choices. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. So, all right. What's, uh, as we always say for you there watching and listening, give us a comment down below. What are your albums? We want to hear them again. Mm-hmm. And do you hate Lestat as much as we do? <laughs> I'm such He's I'm just a kind of a bitch. And I'm, 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 a bitch. Funny thing you, is, the, and you know what it is. You know what it is too. Like, and I, I was telling my wife this because obviously my wife writes vampire books. So mm-hmm. I was telling her about like the vampires that from stories that I liked, and all of the vampires that I enjoyed, with the exception of Vampire Brooklyn, that was a movie. But sure. They're always vampires from video games because so when I started watching movies, this is after I've already played the Castlevania game. Uh-huh. So the vampire in the movie is garbage compared to fucking Dracula <laughs> and Castlevania, right. where he can like end the whole world if he feels like it, or like Dimitri from Darkstalkers, who's basically fucking Goku but a vampire. Like they're all like super gangster and they can fuck you up real fast, and they're not like. Crying over their lost love or whatever. Well, Dracula from Castlevania is, but he can also like literally split the planet in half. So it's just like, yeah, there's a big difference between <laughs> like the vampires in video games and then like the vampires in the movies where they like they tone down like all their powers. Right. The game, they, especially if they're the boss of the game, you gotta that motherfucker can do everything. Exactly. Dracula was a pain in the ass. And every the game, they don't have to worry about you know. Uh, your creative license and yeah. you know selling t-shirts and shit i don't know what the fuck ever you know but just yeah it's it's it is, it's so it's it's weird too because now like when i see when i watch vampire movies they they kind of mess me up because i'm just like man but he's so weak <laughs> <laughs> like, but he can't do anything it's like demetri would melt him like what are you talking about like, right. you vampire ain't shit right 
I'm like, oh, you no, you scary vampire. Not compared to that guy. No, you ain't. You ain't. You ain't nothing. Well, we that, want... that anime vampires are super like crazy overpowered too. Like I've never really, been, a... I never really been an anime guy. I never really got. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, man, love, I love Vampire Hunter D. That was like one of my favorite, that's a, favorite that's a ones. Goddamn anime! I like. I was a big. I was big into like American comic books growing up, and Marvel and DC kind of started rubbing me the wrong way. Uh, the other companies outside of them, I kind of stayed into. Like I still, I'm Spawn's like my number one everything. So oh yeah. Spawn big Spawn guy. I love the darkness, Witchblade. Like I probably read a lot of image shit. I was image gonna ask you, you're talking about Spawn. Yeah. See, I got really big mm-hmm. into him because of Spawn, because I saw the Spawn cartoon when I was like super <laughs> young, and then that got me into oh that's okay, cool. Oh wait, what else mm-hmm. is on this oh crap, oh there's this. Oh I mean yeah. I I knew the Walking Dead like years before they announced the uh-huh. first yeah. episode. So ever I, come I was out. actually excited for that show when they made it because I'm just like they can't. There's no way they can mess this up. Like, I was stupid excited and for the first like f- few years. I was I was in it, it right. It was great at first, and, and then, then after like season five, you're like, oh okay. But you know what? The same uh, thing happens uh, with the comic. Like it does after the prison. It starts to just right. You're like the, okay. When they get to Alexandria at first, it's okay, cool, and then it keeps going, and then they have the big shock. It's at, you know, ep- you know, you know, episode mm-hmm. one hundred or, or issue one hundred when you bring Negan mm-hmm. in, and that's the big shock, right? And then you're just like, okay, uh, now it's what? Like, it's like it's like okay, it, copy paste another evil group, P- copy paste another evil group. Yeah, the whispers and yeah, it's just ridiculous yeah. to the point where it's like not fun anymore mm-hmm. which I, I mean i'm glad they brought to an end that's one of my things i do like about some of the more independent comic books that you read mm-hmm. out there you know things that i loved about like why the last man and um you know a bunch of other ones that i've read as well you know locking key stuff that's now being made yeah. into tv shows and shit you know but you know that they, they ended they had an end there was a definitive mm-hmm. i mean i'm a i'm yeah. a batman guy of course right so i got the batman thing. i see my wife so, is too she's fucking loves Batman. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, he got to. But it's like, you know, it's never going to end. You, there'll be Batman yeah. long after I'm dead. New <laughs> Batman issues coming out. Whereas... You and, know, it'll, and it'll still be Bruce Wayne doing the same shit same somehow. Shit. 2075. Which, here's Bruce Wayne in his like flying car and flying Batmobile avenging mm-hmm. his parents who were shot with a laser blaster when he was just a poor little child. And That's one of the things I like... I, uh, I started. I think I started reading manga when I was like thirteen or so, and that's one of the things I liked about manga initially is that growing up reading Spider Man and shit, Spider Man never ended. It was over and over again all the damn time. Well, Dragon Ball Z ends. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So then you just get to sit there and be like, oh, that was cool, man. And you can you can Closer. rest with it and yeah. digest it and move on to something else. You could do a different thing and you could and then you could revisit the story. It's like, oh, I liked how that story you could start it anew, knowing it ends, but you start to mm-hmm. finish, right? It's different. They can't ruin it by adding the bunch of shit that don't make no sense. Fuck <laughs> <They laughs> in there to kinda cause they ran out of ideas or whatever. Like yeah. I I would prefer like my series like end. As opposed to them going on for oh, like a bajillion years. Yeah. Am I sad that Dari is over? Yeah, but at the same time, I can just go back and watch it again. Yeah, I hear that. Like my my favorite piece of media in general. I probably said this in a million interviews. Yeah, I probably said it in a million more because I refuse to ever stop talking about the show. <laughs> my favorite piece of media in anything ever is Eon Flux. Hence, yeah. hence, hence my name being Trevor Eon. Eon. I, I, I thought that's what it was, but I didn't want to assume, yep. you know. Okay. Most people don't pick it out, but, like, I literally took Trevor Goodchild and Eon Flux and combined their first names. There you go. <laughs> and, like, I've rewatched that show a million times. I, I, can, I can recite the episodes by heart, and I don't ever want them to continue it. I don't want to see. Nope, I'm good. Like, like, it the was movie, perfect. The, the movie pissed you off. Oh God! It made me want to. Oh, that movie is garbage. It was. Oh. It's it, so bad. It's funny it, too because the dude that made Eon Flux said that she was supposed that series was supposed to kind of fly in the face of like American 
like action movies and action heroes right. and stuff. For you to take the thing that was supposed to satire that or fly in the face of it and just kind of turn it into just it. do that, yeah. It's like you kind of miss the point of the series. I know. Well, if I first thought, how are they going to do this as a movie? There's no way they can. Yeah. And then I saw the trailer, like, That's oh, they're not. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Nope. They're just oh, they're just gonna call it that and then just tack a random do story on they want. Gotcha. Yeah, because there was no there. The only way that's gonna be made into a movie is if the guy who made Eon Flux does it himself. Yeah, and it's not gonna be like anything. It's not gonna be like a regular movie. It's probably gonna be ridiculous. She's probably gonna die twelve times or something because that's what it's gonna be like. It's gonna be like mainstream. It's not gonna come out mainstream. It's gonna be no. It's gonna be and people will not. It'll probably have a cult following just like the show does, but that's about it. Maybe that. Maybe that's and that's what it deserves. So, but yeah, if if it's gonna be done, he has to do it because that's his baby, and he understands it better than everybody else. Like I, there's so much stuff in that show that I didn't catch watching it as a teenager and then watch it again in my twenties and now I'm still thirty five and I'm like, man, I ain't even noticed that when I watched it when I was uh-huh. twenty. Damn. So yeah, that's my that's favorite piece of media across just about anything. Like cool. that show changed the way I see like T V shows and shit. It probably fucked me up because now I'm just like <laughs> now, now well, it, is ins- it is inspiration for half of your wrestling names. I mean it definitely has yeah. that. Yeah. So all right, Hell, we one wanna- of my it should be named after the last episode. The very last episode of the show is called In Sinister, and my DDT was called that. Damn. That's, that's am, a deep cut. Of, that, that's I real deep there. Least. I'm like, I was just thinking, did you do a flux capacitor? Because it'd be Trevor A on flux capacitor. No, but, I mean, that works too. <laughs> yep. yep. All right, well. We got, we got, we got to get moving along here. So I do want to thank Trevor. Thank you for your time here. Uh, we want, we want to turn it over to you for a little bit because um, this is your time. Please feel free, plug whatever you want to. How to get a hold of you? What are your socials? Whatever. It's uh, it's your time, Trevor. So plug away. Party. So uh, I'm super <laughs> easy to find on everything because my name is the same. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's Trevor Eon, at Trevor Eon. Trevor is spelled T-R-E-V-E-R because it's a reference to time, as is my last name because my last name's Eon. Eon is spelled A-E-O-N, not E-O-N because it's the old-ass spelling and I stole it from the cartoon. Sue me. Um, <laughs> also, uh, there's a lot going on on my YouTube channel. I am generally always telling stories, whether I am booked to wrestle and do things or not. Um, Trevor Eon, uh, YouTube.com slash Trevor Eon Official. Um, everything's labeled, numbered because I stole the numbering system from Nine Inch Nails' Halo numbering system for the albums nice. and songs. So they're labeled in a specific way that you there is it's actually leading you somewhere if you watch them all. I've been doing that since 2015, so there is a lot on there. But if you want to see how I became how I am now, you can actually literally go back and watch that. I just ended the thing that I was doing before, like a week ago. I think I posted the last video last week. So there's something new coming. I haven't uh, nailed down everything that I want to do yet. But yeah, that's a thing that's happening. Um, support goth scene. Listen to goth music. Um, if you need a playlist and you don't know what the hell that means when I say goth, then by all means, hit me up on Twitter, or Instagram, or Facebook, or whatever, and I will send you a thousand playlists and a thousand bands because that's all I listen to anyway outside of like industrial and hip hop. So by all means, hit me up if you don't yeah. know what I'm saying. When I say the word God, <laughs> I will help you out because Expand I 100% your musical want horizons, to. please. Yeah. The more people that know about it, the better. So Absolutely. and the more I can dispel misconceptions, the better for my scene, the better for club night so i don't have people coming up to me trying to ask me to play a little peak because they don't work like that so <laughs> by all means i think that's a uh, that's all my stuff okay yeah. well, that's links, all my stuff. 
links will be down below if you're watching on YouTube or you can if you're listening to us. Uh, please follow. Give a Google if you can't find it, but <laughs> down below for everything. Give him a subscribe. Give him a follow. While you're down there, give us a like and a subscribe too. You know, if you're listening, this is for the first time. We do this as many Tuesdays as we can. We will be back next Thursday, so two days from now, with our weekly uh, podcast show. So uh, please rejoin us, and you can join us in person if you live in Kansas City or you want to travel to beautiful Kansas City, Missouri, on February 18th for Journey Pros, The Love Below. Did I get that right? Love Below? Is that right? The Love Below uh, show on February 18th. Tickets available at journeyprokc.com. Trevor, thank you immensely for your time. We do appreciate it. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie, do you have anything else? No, man, this was great. A lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> and I'm right there with you. That was that. He's still a bitch. Fuck yes. Lestat. All right, take us home, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not Dell Toil Spot Fest, I got two words for you. Fuck Lestat. Fuck Lestat. Fuck you, Lestat. Uh, uh, uh. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.